Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome everybody to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today's guests are the founders of Tripwire, Hal Tyler and Sam Hiscox, and Tripwire has disrupted the digital marketplace by creating a social travel platform that, unlike existing sites, encourages localized conversation and real-life meetups. Really excited to have them on the show as they discuss their journey through uh, creating this platform and why it's really important today. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks Ty. Cheers for having us. Thanks for having us. Uh, but, but just mind, where in England are you guys calling from? Uh, we're in London at the moment. That's the HQ. Oh, no wonder. No wonder you guys are Arsenal fans. Oh, some of you, I guess, are Arsenal fans. <laughs> no, one of us. Uh, just, just one. Well, tell us the story of uh, Tripwire. How did it get started? Who built it? Um, so we... It was born. It was born on the road during our travel. So Hal uh, and me were over in Thailand in about 2012, um, and it was Hal that had the initial light bulb moment when we kept on going from sort of destination to destination, city to city, and we found that we kept on crossing paths with people uh, when we were on the road, and thought, in its simplest form, how awesome it would be just to have an app which let let you know when you were crossing paths with people that you met previously while you're traveling. So there was nothing like that that existed at that moment in time. And then um, after, or during that time, yeah, we thought about it then. And then the, the market didn't really seem as though it was ready for it at that moment in time because um, Wi-Fi connectivity. Yeah, it wasn't the infrastructure really built yeah. around it. People weren't actually traveling with smartphones. Um, so, yeah, I didn't think it was ready at the time, especially over in Asia. Yeah. So we um, we then came back. We all went our separate ways for a few years. How I carried on traveling. And it was in 2014 when we went back to uh, we went south to South America for the World Cup, uh, hoping that England were going to do do us justice. But unfortunately, went out early doors. Naively hoping. I think. <laughs> um, and then it was there within the first week we met someone, a guy called James Ward, actually, who uh, is when we were in La Paz. We planned to meet up with him in Cusco, and um, we couldn't. We, the hostel that we'd agreed to meet at, he wasn't at. We looked, tried to find him on Facebook, and 
there's an infinite amount of James Wards on Facebook, so there's very little likelihood of that happening. And that's when the light bulb moment uh, re-emerged, and we actually thought, again, that the idea that we originally came up with in Southeast Asia just came to the front of our minds again, and we ended up spending the whole rest of the trip uh, talking to other travellers, planning, and the idea evolved sort of massively beyond what it is now um, while, we, while we were travelling. And we came back, decided that we sort of need to simplify the idea in order for the first release and put together a business plan. And we were pretty fortunate uh, in our first round of investing. We got our, our seed investment, our first seed investment came pretty swiftly after we arrived. And uh, we partnered up with a tech company called Eman. And, and then they, they helped us build the first product, which was, um, which was a brilliant process. They were great. Uh, and launched the yeah initial beta version on the iOS back in the MVP really, yeah the it? MVP back yeah, in yeah. end of February last year. Oh wow wow! So can you explain the concept to us? Um, so, so yeah, originally the yeah the initial light bulb moment was all around this sort of being able to plot your route on a map, and that's where the idea really grew from. So it's all, it's all based off an interactive map, and um, what it does it allows travelers to plot their route as they're going. And at each destination that they arrive at, they're automatically connected with all the other travelers that are currently there that have tripwire. So it provides them automatic insight into the traveling commu- community that's immediately around them. Uh, and what they, they go into their sort of the user's tribe. So they are constantly connected with the people that they met along the way. And through continuing to plot your route, it also notifies users when they'll be crossing paths with friends ahead of time, which is again a big, um, which is which which was a big pain point that we found when we were on the road because people we ended up finding out that there were a load of people that um, were in the same place with us at the same time but we had absolutely no idea of it so it's a really good way of aligning plans um, so essentially connecting people to um, connecting travelers to people and places based on where they are in that moment of time and where they're planning on going in the future no that's really so, cool no that's, yeah. I, I think I can see how that was ahead of its time before when you first had that idea. But now it's um yeah. it's it's so necessary because I you know I, I think everybody, I mean we're in such a digitalized and globalized world right now. I, the idea of being able to connect with people that you've crossed paths with before is is, is uh, you know it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I think something that's changed actually about the concept is when we were there probably um what was it five years ago, we didn't necessarily have so much of a desire to perhaps connect with someone for the first time over a mobile over an app or whatever. Um, it was much more about in the moment, be it at a bar, be it at a hostel, whatever. But now I think there's been another big shift towards obviously connecting through mobiles and connecting for the first time online. So that's something that's kind of creeped into the concept through our customer development processes that we've had over the past year or so. And that's actually taken a lot more of a center stage. But yeah, we, did, we never really set out for that to be the case. But um, seems seems to be what the market want. No, I, I can imagine. So one thing that I've, I've had so I, I have a, I have a business myself and I um, uh, recently found a business partner that you know that I'm actually very very pleased with and we did go to school together but it wasn't initially like a very very close friend but mm-hmm. I've had uh, experiences in the past where I just sort of gave um, partnership to someone I felt like eh, you know we know each other it didn't necessarily work out both of you are friends and you've done you've gone to business with your friends and people usually say. Don't go into business with your friends. They'll hate you or you ruin your friendship. What happened with you guys? How did you guys fix that? Uh, we, we've, we've known each other really. So Sam's known my older brother actually since before I was born. So we've kind of grown up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so he's actually known my brother for longer than I have. Um, and same with Stu, we've all grown up in the same kind of neighbourhood, same area. Um, and yeah, as it started, we were just friends going travelling, and then it all kind of happened together. And I guess it's kind, it's kind of we've we've gelled quite well, and we've got quite varying skills. And obviously there are times where there are disagreements and you kind of talk it through. But to be honest, if there weren't disagreements, I mean, it's not it's not having disagreements that are the issue. It's how you deal with them. Because if there weren't disagreements, then the business wouldn't really be going anywhere. But I think we do have a good, good kind of structure of getting on with stuff and talking everything through and just coming to a conclusion and then moving on. So, so far... No, um, so far so good. Or yeah. the Arsenal, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham conundrum could uh, could throw a spanner in the works down the line. <laughs> hey, no, know, it, it could work. I mean, especially with uh, Tottenham and Arsenal being in the top uh, top four right now, and how uh, <laughs> yeah. old Chelsea's way ahead. But um, yeah. but <laughs> don't worry. You know, I have I have a plan with Mourinho and and Zlatan, and we're gonna we're gonna come back and and take over. <laughs> but um, okay, fine. So you guys. You work together. It sounds like you guys have good compliments. So the things that you do well um, might be someone else's weakness and uh, vice versa, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of the listeners, they're not only travelers or, or culturally aware people. They are very, very business-minded. You know, they're entrepreneurial. And I'm curious if you could walk us through how you got to your MVP. And for those listening, the MVP, we're talking about this case, is not the most viable player. It's the minimum, <laughs> minimum viable product. Uh, but... Uh, you know, in the minimum viable product, you know, basically you're explaining what, what that is and what the concept of what your, your platform is. So in a, in a field where it's, one would say is almost competitive. You've got a lot of travel related apps, right? You've got a lot of travel related or even like things like Tinder and match, all these type of things. How did you guys come up with your minimum viable product? You mean in terms of how we got it built, or how did we come up with the the first concept that we no, wanted? No, I'm I'm telling you to take me back to like the beginning when you were writing this business plan, and you you you, sure. you how and Sam were like, all right, okay, so what's in the market? How do we get there? How can we stand out? What makes us different? All that, and then all that, just because people like to listeners have expressed in the past, they really want to know that first stage of what building the business is like. Sure, well, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, it was interesting as well, actually. I think. Um, at the beginning, for us anyway, it was all about kind of the idea and kind of going straight into features and detail, thinking, what are we going to do with this? What are we going to do with that? But actually, to start anything, to start this especially, what you need to do is turn it into a business. So then it was actually looking at it and thinking, right, what do we know the market actually needs? What do we know the market wants from what we've spoken to? Um, how are we going to be able to get out there? How are we going to be able to get the user base on board? And then how are we going to monetize them? So it really was, it went from quite an initial, just thinking about the concept and uh, probably too much detail and actually <laughs> probably spending too much time on thinking how we could execute the app itself um, to then kind of stay, taking a step back and actually, yeah, putting together the whole kind of picture and working out if it could be a viable business, really. Because at the end of the day, if we're going to raise investment from anyone, it's all very well having a lovely idea. But if you can't prove on paper that it's going to make someone money, then you're not going to get anywhere. So, yeah, it really was a case of just using our experience in terms of our market understanding and our, I guess our domain expertise and then also with that doing our research finding out the stats when needed um, using our network as well so speaking to people who have potentially had experience with uh, stuff before that's always really useful um, we had a friend called Ashley actually who um, helped us quite a lot at the beginning because he had had quite a lot of experience doing that sort of stuff 
Um, so I'd always say, yeah, if you if you if you're looking to do something like that, definitely reach out to the network um, and see if they can give you a hand. But then really, yeah, it's about getting it all on paper, putting the pieces of the puzzle together and making it look like an attractive proposition. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And you guys have, uh, is it 5,000 beta testers or how many do you have? Uh, we're actually up to 7,000 now. We just launched a new, uh, we launched a new version uh, at the beginning of December. And um, luckily that's taken, so we've had a bit uplift in, in downloads since that's happened because the initial one was just a bit beta test. We've now actually launched to, to the wider market now. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's good. No, it's been it's been a good it's been a good introduction to version two so far. Yeah, it was just uh, the first. The, the aim of the the first one was really just to get it out into the world, test it, um, see some feedback. We didn't really want to flush any cash at it before we had understood how sticky it was and what worked and what didn't. So um, yeah, the aim was basically get, let's get sort of three five thousand beta testers on board, see how they react, speak to them, learn, uh, iterate the product, and then and then go out again. And we've seen some good results since we've launched the second one. So good yeah. stuff. Well, and for those listening, good results is an understatement. So they they secured two hundred thousand. Uh, is it euros or pounds? We, uh, uh, pounds. Although yeah. I think uh, the euros are now worth more than the pound, probably. So. <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't sure because I was like, they got they they, they secured two euros. <laughs> they secured two hundred thousand pounds from uh you know from you know many high profile partners uh and and since you know securing the beta testers they've gone on to gain that loyal following as you heard, but they were also invited to join the you know, TEDx speakers and share how the, the story got started. So that must have been a, a thrill for you, you both as uh, you were, you are on TEDx stage. Yeah, it was quite a, uh, it was actually one of the bloggers that we were uh, partnered with. Uh, the, the invitation came through him. Wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Grab my hands. This is uh, his blog. Great blog. Um, <laughs> no, it was him. It, one of his friends was putting on a travel technology um, TEDx event up at York University and uh, he'd, he recommended us to her and she got in touch. Uh, and it was actually while we were in Cambodia that the invitation came up. Um, so we had to, um, we had to come, we had to sort of come back, put together, we had about two weeks to put together a presentation, uh, get a script together, memorize the whole thing. Um, and yeah, it was a hugely humbling experience being able to to do that because I have, a, I have huge sort of respect for the, the TED organization and establishment and what they do for developing ideas and creativity and um, what we did it was yeah it was a great experience we got to talk talk to people how um, not only Tripwire but just te- te- technology as a whole has helped evolve the sort of um, the travel world and the travel technological timeline as we called it because we we've moved into a space now where not only do we have information and interactivity but there's also with, with all the data that there is out there there's the ability to to really uh, deliver real-time relevance with what with the, with the product so therefore um you can give people what they want when they want it and it's directly relevant to their location and interests and habits and uh, it makes the the experience much more valuable that's that's incredible and and just both of you your experience when you when you went on stage how do you, <laughs> I'm very curious because I, I, me and my business partner, um, we actually got invited to do a keynote, right? And we were doing a keynote that was coming up in the next couple of weeks, but this is the first time that we're speaking on stage together and it's going to yeah. be an hour or so. So we were just talking the other day as we were putting together the plan. We're like, okay, okay. So you say this first and then, then I say this and then, then we try and make it seamless. And then we're we're going through that process of making it look like it's it's a natural type of thing. So I'm I'm, I'm curious, how did you guys go about uh, saying? Well, I it? Put this together, but the sound was the sound was the man who took it on. 
uh, and delivered it himself. Oh, it, it was during, did it. Okay, okay, okay. It was during, uh, we, were sort of, we were out after we just launched the first version. We were all over in Cambodia doing some market testing. And then when the invitation came up, we took a couple of days out just to sit down and put the presentation together. Um, and I'm always up for doing some public speaking. So <laughs> I, I flew back. Um, but it was, I was, no, I was, I was, um, I was completely crapping my pants the, the day before. Actually. I was very nervous. Um, but uh, on the, on the day itself, um, I, I, it's just, it's just a case of knowing, knowing the presentation inside out. I, I don't think there's no need to, you don't have to memorize what you're going to say. It's Absolutely just make not, the presentation yeah. inside out and, the, and, and allocate, uh, allocate segments, which you'll, which will bounce, bounce off each other on. Cause it's good. To, it's good to be organized. I wouldn't go in there and just sort of, free for all it but as long as you know what each of you are talking about and if one of you happens to miss out on a point or one of you got, have got something to add in then you can choose to sort of add that point in yeah absolutely and, and i you know i usually do solo speeches and every time it's like what you said i usually besides the crapping in my pants uh, <laughs> that, that, that's that seems to be essential it's usually like i you know i have like an, an outline of what i'm going to say and i've you know understood the speech inside out so even if it's different from what i initially wrote down I just know exactly the elements are, so I just just keep going that way. But you know, that might just be my style. Um, okay, so you got the TEDx talk, and now you are in the process of raising um, a second round of funding or yep. another round of funding. Um, how's that going? Uh, yeah, it's really good, really good at the moment, actually. Um, so we we started it probably at a pretty bad time, um, just pre December. So, well, actually, sorry, in December, the beginning of December. So, lots of people were away, um, and trying to get hold of anyone in December is a bit of a nightmare with the holiday season. Or, but um, I mean, we've already had some really good reception, and we're trying to be quite strategic about um, who we're approaching, and really looking for not just capital, but actually value as well. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I think that's quite important when you go out for funding to actually think about who you're getting it from uh, and try and make sure that someone can bring something to the table, which isn't just a check, basically, because um, we know if we can bring the right people on board to support us who maybe have experience in startups or who maybe have experience in marketing or in the and network in the travel sector uh, and they've kind of got vested interest in the company, then it's going to make us go a lot further. So um, at the moment, we are in talks with quite a few people in the industry, uh, in the kind of youth travel sector, um, a couple of airlines, but uh, nothing. We haven't, we haven't closed it all yet. We've probably secured about, I think it's about half of the funding round so far, and we'll look to close it by the end of next month, probably. Well, so Nomads and, and anyone listening, I just want you to take a listen to what they've been saying. So 
everything they've been doing has been you know strategic right so them coming together even though they're friends it's a lot of filling in the skill sets that maybe one didn't have and the other had uh even when it came to speaking one has a tendency to 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 be a public speaker more than the other so they were they were finding complementary skills now that they're raising money you know they you know they're looking for partners that are strategic and you also heard, I guess, December is not necessarily a good time. I can definitely vouch for that. Uh, Although the only, the only flip side of that is I think if you get some sort of introduction just before December, then you end up top of the pile when it comes to January. And if you don't get the end just before December, you might not get necessarily a response or a proper chat. But if yeah. you can manage to show your face before Christmas or before the holidays, then when it comes around to January, um, you're actually in the to-do pile as opposed to below the to-do pile. So yeah. it's I, kind of... <laughs> It's tricky. It's tricky. I have a December rule, so I usually try every time I'm trying to do something in December. I'm always making sure it's it's right around the first two weeks, like if yeah. January 14th, yeah. and I'm like, I just know after the, especially here in America. Um, and and I, you know, someone like me, since I'm my fa- I'm Nigerian and my family is sort of everywhere, I it's hard because you got to plan all holidays and all that kind of stuff, and you never know where anyone is at that time. So I always just make sure I have everything done between January one and 14 because. Past yeah. experience has been like from the some from like the 15th on with the 31st. It's just interesting yeah, the response geez. rate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so th- th- this is this is pretty cool. I, I like like what you guys are doing, and I, I was reading one of your your press releases, and the, the the thing that distinguished your app seemed like you were saying lonely. People were saying lonely planet uh, is immediately outdated, uh, and TripAdvisor the content is biased. You, you all. Are, are saying that you have real-time travel tips, but also the ability to connect nearby. Sure. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think, um, obviously, back in the heyday, Lonely Planet and everything was fantastic and did a fantastic job. And you do still sometimes see people traveling with Lonely Planets. Um, but, yeah, it's moved to a much more kind of efficient on-demand um, instant gratification, I think, is what people want at the moment. And it's if I want to ask a question, I want if I ask a question, I want an answer right now from someone who's either there or someone who's just been there. So it's a lot more, yeah, it's a, it's a lot faster pace than just kind of taking around a guidebook. And TripAdvisor is obviously still a really powerful tool, and everyone knows it. And I think in the industry, everyone realizes it's a very powerful tool, although. From just our feedback, yeah, it wasn't necessarily spoken of all too highly uh, from some people. But what travelers wanted when we spoke to them was kind of on-demand, quicker information from people who they actually could understand um, the same sort of viewpoint as themselves. No, it's good. It's good. Now, when, when I was reading about you, I wasn't sure, is, is your app for backpackers or can other people who are interested in travel use it? Um, it's... In terms of its full utility, it's 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 more targeted at, at the longer term traveller, not necessarily just a backpacker, but the ability to sort of plot your plot your route and and connect with everybody at each destination. It means that it's someone who's constantly on the move. I mean, a nomad is probably yeah, a nomad, um, right? Exactly. Which, uh, I think it was it. I think it was another strategic move. It was kind of the entry point to the market for us because it's what we knew best. It's what we had done a lot of, and it's what we understand the needs of. So it was kind of. Um, again, a strategic entry point to the market to hit backpackers up um, and get them as our early adopters and get them using it. But really, the vision is actually to scale across wider wider youth travel, all kind of verticals of travel, I suppose. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, it was another strategic um, decision, really. You know, you know, it's funny. I've been doing this show for almost uh, four, well, over two years now. And I do have guests that come on and they tell me that they just decided to go across South America, decided to go across, um, you know, Europe or, or Asia. And this would be so great for them. I mean, because they, they just sort of set their minds to just go across a continent and then come back whenever they felt like they, they were, uh, you know, already. And yeah. this, 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 I think this would have been perfect. Um, and, 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 you know, some of the questions they initially had were like, I'm just going to take a map. I don't know what's going to happen. Or I don't know who I'm going to stay with. Uh, but this seems like just the social element alone. Um, mm, social. And, I mean, and, and without the social side, the map as well, people are, the, the amount of interaction that people have on the map and, um, you can't get, come and get people that have just downloaded it and come and put in their, their travels for the last five years. Yeah. Um, so I think people have this really sort of warming feeling to uh, sort of being able to plot their route on a map and 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 see it in, in the flesh, no, not I, only yeah. social perspective but also from an introverted perspective. Yeah, no, well. I, I imagine as you guys are raising the next round of funding, you're going to spend a lot of money with the marketing so that more people use it and know about it, just so that you can have that that reach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we haven't actually uh, we've only started sort of testing the marketing channels uh, with well, this new version great. now, yeah, because we. <laughs> decided to just try and keep the community small and uh we didn't want to launch something which wasn't perfect gotcha gotcha the audience so um but this with this next round of funding will come a, a lot of marketing activities and big activations yeah. it's a big bang product always needs i mean that's the thing especially with apps i guess with all kind of businesses really uh, uh, well not businesses but all kind of tech products um they always need developing always need improving so there will always be a certain amount of spend that will have to go towards the tech side but with the next round of funding it is definitely going to be a lot more aggressive on the marketing front no that's good that's good i i, I, was, I, was, I was laughing just because i just <laughs> i'm imagining both of you guys coming up with ideas uh you've been so you know friends for so long and I, I'm, I'm wondering if if one ever says no nah, it's a bad idea that's a good idea that's, that's horrible, but um, yeah, yeah, that certainly, that certainly happens. Yeah. It certainly happens. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Uh, okay, okay. okay. Well, staying in that in that vein, um, Sam, yeah, what is Hal's best quality? Um, Hal's best quality is uh, so he's got, got time for this. <laughs> I can probably just yeah, I got one bullet point probably if you can use for this. Um, no, he's he's, he's given um. I know he didn't. He didn't go through um, university. He's been he's been on the road since um, finishing school. And with regards to that, he's just got this natural like, entrepreneurial, not entrepreneurial spirit, and is is a real driving force of the strategy of the company. And he's he, as, as I think we all, as I think we all do. I think we we tend to sort of. Um, I think people when they meet us. Um, Really don't 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 only buy into the the concept, but buy into us as a as a sort of ad- adhesive team and a, and the synergy between us. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Uh, how was Sam's best quality? I mean, that's that, that what I asked initially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sam. What's Hal's best quality then? <laughs> no, 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 you asked, no, you asked, you asked yeah, you asked oh, me. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm confused. Okay. I'll give Sam's Sam's best quality. Sam's best quality. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say it's uh, like being the brand. Really, Sam is pretty much the brand in terms of the content, the social media, the posts, the whole feel, um, the blog writing, content writing. Uh, everyone who kind of if you check out our social media page, um, all the posts that go up and everything is Sam, and they always get amazing responses and everything so he's kind of just got a very good branding um persona marketing persona mm. really i'd say 
which one of you is more likely to to um, be cool in crisis? Uh, I think we I think we tend to be cool in crisis. I think a lot of that there'll be if there's ever something that's up uh, or if someone if someone's feeling down or something uh, happens within the company which affects which affects us. It's, it's usually there'll be one of us that starts that, that will feel uh, I mean annoyed or angry, and it's always it, it works in a cyclical process. If one of us is feeling down, the other two <laughs> seem to either be laughing at them or or uh, or just helping, helping them, them get out of it. So we're always. I don't, as a unanimous team, I don't think we're ever feeling down and out. It says there might be one person, but the other two get on their case to make sure they 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 feel better, see the light, and um, keep striding forward. All right. So th- there hasn't been a lowest moment since you started the company. Uh, to be honest, I don't think there has actually been a, a really low moment for the for the business. Yeah, there's never been there's never there's never been like one massive hit, which is the lowest moment. I would say I'd say you always go through and being well, yeah, as you as you all know, like there's always massive ups and downs, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so something can be flying one week and then the next week can just seem like everything's going against you and you're making no progress. So yeah, I the kind of constant low moments in a way, um, but I don't think we've had a kind of hammer blow where it's like that is the lowest moment. I think it's just riding the ups and downs and just trying to turn the downs into ups, basically. Although we did, what was that? We did lose that. It's the... Uh... We had yeah well one of I think one moment which is which has scarred us is we had a we had a we had a free trial with a water cooler in the office um, which lasted for about a month or six weeks I think it was and when that got taken back that was uh, I think that was one of the the only time we were all unanimously uh, gutted. So okay so then um, talk to me about the best moment. There has to be a best moment so far, right? Yeah, there's there, I'd, I'd say there are a couple of, of favorite moments for us all, um, sort of in chronological order. Um, the the raising the initial investment was was like an like that was a that was a great day that was an amazing feeling a lot of blood sweat and beers went into putting all the um, documentation together we had endless conversations some of them didn't go the way we wanted to and then with the two angel investors that we met um, who ended up investing that whole process was a lot of of course a lot of conversations there was a lot of money on the table so it, they took uh, they really dug into the company looked at the numbers. And when the day that we signed off on that initial investment and knew that we had this whole adventure ahead of us, that was that was a huge high, huge buzz. Uh, and then, we, we, yeah, we, we um, actually one of our friends just texted us. It was probably uh, about four or five months ago or something, mm. and uh, they just said that we were on the front page of the app store as well. So oh. um, that was that was probably yeah, that was a nice little touch. Definitely one of the highest moments I'd say as well. That's we hadn't yeah. uh, we hadn't actually contacted them or anything, and then it was just featured. Um, that's about for a week or so, but um, that was that was good, good piece of kind of validation and good pat on the back. That was <laughs> no, I, I love that, I love that. And then you know, you know, as you guys are securing your um, your next round of funding, what does success look like in in two years, and five years, and in ten years? Well, I guess as as a company, our kind of vision is not just providing a social travel experience for our consumers and our users but actually providing the industry with value as well and um, so kind of being able to work with whether it's airlines or travel insurance or transport providers or hostel uh, hostels hotels driving them value and also driving our users value but actually kind of cohesively i guess so adding value to the users experiences by providing um industry kind of possibilities Abilities. And so I think in five years, our vision really is to be the leading 
leading real-time travel uh, social experience and probably driving the most industry value as well. That's the vision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, traveling is all about real experiences and squeezing the most out of each day. I believe one of you said that. So, you know, what you're doing doing with Tripwire um, enhances uh, those real life experiences by giving users current information and opportunities to connect. So, um, uh, no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a huge fan. You know, I, you know, I grew up everywhere, like as a son of a diplomat. So this is kind of stuff that I, I would definitely love to have, especially as I, travel for speeches and, and just stay long term on uh, as I consult with companies on these type of things. So it's interesting to see what the culture around you is like. So for sure, I'll be, lo- I'll be looking out for this for sure. Nice. Nice. Um, as we're getting ready to wrap up, I always ask my guests this question. So the, the mission statement of, of what I do and why I do all this is, is because the goal is to help people connect across cultures. But it's also to learn how to leverage our differences. So the mission statement is, is use your difference to make a difference. And I ask my guests at the end of each show how they are using their difference to make a difference. So uh, I'll start off with you, uh, um, Hal. How are you using your difference to make a difference? Uh, I would say I'm using my difference to make a difference. I guess maybe a difference is um, everyone has ideas. Um, everyone has ideas. And I don't think it's that necessarily that hard to come up with a good idea, but not most people actually follow through with their ideas and actually bother to make something of it. So maybe my difference would be bothering to follow through with it and actually trying to build something which will then help other people maybe make their differences in the future. Oh, well, always be closing, ABC, always closing. So definitely follow through. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Um, I think within the the difference that, that sort of we're all experiencing now is, is having the opportunity to to launch launch your, your own company, grow a baby from the ground up, and um, through doing that, uh, we we'd we'd of course welcome and be ha- like happy to help guide anyone else through through the initial stages of this experience because this first this first year has been a huge learning curve, and I mean I'd want I want and I'd, I'd we'd want to say to anyone who's looking to start their own company that if you've got if you if you, you should always follow your gut if you believe in it you should go for it. Um, but before you commit your house and your home and your family to to going down this road, um, be sure to follow your head as well and speak to the network, speak to the community, make sure that there is a demand for it. And if those two things are come together, then the world's your oyster at that stage. Yeah, well, I love it. I love it. And, and you know, this interview has been fun for me just because it's, you know, you're occasionally I'll, I'll get, you know, um, you know, guests from England or, or European guests and I always get to to bring up a Manchester United uh, nest out of there, but I've not fight, I've not found anyone that's actually a Man U fan. They're always Liverpool fans, which you know that's 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 not yeah. that's not possible. Uh, <laughs> or or Arsenal, Chelsea, and um, but it's always interesting to, to share the experiences um, with, with you all. But you know, I, I wish you nothing but best. I'm going to be following your story for sure, just because I, I love what you're doing and it's it's essential um, in a time like uh, today and and what's going on in the world. I think learning how to, to get back to the basics of connecting and learning about other people and their backgrounds is, is key. And I think your app does a good job of doing that. So can't wait for, for more stories. No, we appreciate well, thank it, you very much for having us. It's been a pleasure. It's been great. No, the pleasure is mine. Uh, Till next week, ladies and gentlemen, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayo.com.
ohioroxon.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.